Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Neuro Experience Podcast. I'm Louisa. I'm the host. Today, I'm flying solo, and I'm going to be breaking down why you should be ingesting omega-3 fatty acids for optimal brain health. In a recent viral video on social media, I explained why omega-3 fatty acids, specifically EPA and DHA, can starve off Alzheimer's disease and prevent all-cause mortality. After receiving hundreds of messages, I thought it would be a good idea to get you all up to speed with what omega-3s are and why you should be taking them. But before we do, check this out. This episode is brought to you by HVMN. Feeding your brain is, of course, incredibly important. And like any other organ in your body, your brain requires energy to function. Your brain cells get this energy from the mitochondria. The more efficient your mitochondria are, the more energy your brain has available to complete its daily tasks. Ketones enhance mitochondrial biogenesis and mitochondrial efficiency. So this means that exogenous ketones signal an increased number of mitochondria and create an improved ability to burn fat for fuel. And because I'm always trying to find more brain energy, I sip on exogenous ketones throughout the day. So I've been taking Ketone IQ from HVMN for many months now. And personally, I've found that this one is the cleanest form of ketones that I've ever come across. It tastes good for starters, and it delivers clean fuel that can cross the blood-brain barrier, supplying your brain and body with a sustained energy, mental focus, and sharpness, putting you in flow for many hours throughout the day. If you haven't tried ketones before and want to, you can try this Ketone IQ from HVMN and get 10% off your order. My code is neuro. All you have to do is go to hvmn.me slash neuro or put code neuro at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Guys, good sleep is the number one thing you can do to be a high performer, recover faster and focus better. Most type A people have no problem pushing themselves but struggle to give themselves enough space or time to recover. Sleep is looked at as an obstacle instead of what it really is, which is the biggest performance-enhancing hack that most people are missing out on. That's where today's sponsor comes in, Impossible Sleep. Impossible Sleep helps those high performers get the most out of their sleep. It is a melatonin-free sleep drink mixed, designed for high performers and athletes that provides deep recovery while gently lulling you to sleep. There's only two active ingredients in there, magnesium, which promotes deep sleep and muscle recovery, and L-theanine, which creates a subtle calming effect that helps you turn off the lights and wind down. If you're good at pushing your limits, but you're not great at recovering, impossible sleep is the missing ingredient to help you wind down, recover better, and wake up with more energy so you can get after it and do something impossible. You can check out Impossible for an exclusive listener discount at impossible.co and use code neuro at checkout. That is impossible.co and use code neuro at checkout. Well, where do we start? Well, first and foremost, let's understand what omega-3 fatty acids are. So omega-3 fatty acids are long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acids. They're considered essential fatty acids because the human body cannot make them on its own. Omega-3 fatty acids consist of three parts, 
eco-serpentinoic acid or EPA, docosahexanoic acid or DHA, or alpha-linolenic acid or ALA, which is the plant source through omega-3s consist of three parts, EPA, DHA, and ALA. ALA is converted in the body to EPA and DHA, but the conversion is really low. And for this reason, experts recommend eating foods naturally high in EPA and DHA, which are present in fatty fish, such as salmon, herring, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and tuna. And today's podcast is really only going to be focusing on EPA and DHA. So what are some of the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids? Well, first and foremost, supplementing with omega-3 fatty acids lowers all-cause mortality. Supplementing with EPA and DHA slows the breakdown of telomeres, and telomeres are a biomarker of aging. We've spoken about it a lot on the podcast, and you can find more information about this in our weekly newsletter. The third thing that it does is it's been shown to delay brain aging by helping the brain repair damage as well as delaying brain atrophy. Atrophy is the opposite of hypertrophy, so it is the decrease in cell size. Number four, taking doses of EPA and DHA lowers inflammation, which is a good thing because too much inflammation causes tissue damage. And lastly, it increases HDL and lowers triglycerides. So here's the question. How is EPA and DHA good for the brain? Well, our brains are nearly 60% fat. So it should be no surprise that not getting sufficient dietary fat can adversely impact this incredible organ. Omega-3 fatty acids are absolutely critical for supporting brain function and mood. It's also critical for regulating metabolism and preventing diabetes. Let's not forget dementia, specifically Alzheimer's disease. Dementia affects the lives of 50 million people worldwide, and this number is expected to triple by the year 2050. Now, currently, if you look up the statistics, approximately 70% of all dementia cases are related to Alzheimer's disease. And Alzheimer's disease is a progressive neurodegenerative disease characterized by memory loss, cognitive decline, and a number of different behavioral changes. And a key risk factor for Alzheimer's disease is the presence of the gene ApoE4. And this gene is present in approximately 25% of the population. You guys can go and check this by getting a DNA test. But having one copy of this gene increases the risk of developing the disease two to threefold, while having two copies of the gene increases the risk of you getting Alzheimer's disease by 15-fold. And that's pretty scary. Why am I bringing this up? Because the most significant aspect of Alzheimer's disease is the accumulation of this toxic protein called, called amyloid beta plaques and the formation of tau tangles and then also a, a reduced glucose transport into the brain. Here's the Here's the really important part. DHA promotes brain health 
and reduces the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease by promoting glucose uptake in the brain. DHA also slows the progression of Alzheimer's disease and improves symptoms in those people who are ApoE4 carriers. So these benefits are generally observed only when DHA is consumed in the diet as opposed to uh, taking DHA supplements. Okay, so you, you must get this DHA in through your diet. And the difference in response, researchers believe, lays in how DHA is transported into the brain. So several studies have found that ApoE4 disrupts the the tight junctions of the blood-brain barrier. I've discussed the blood-brain barrier extensively. And uh, basically, when you are an ApoE4 carrier, it disrupts the blood-brain barrier, leading to a breakdown of this of this barrier. And when you have a breakdown of this barrier, you can get a lot of what we call a passive diffusion or impaired diffusion. And things that are unwanted can go through into your brain and have an effect on the brain. So you really want to be doing everything you can to safeguard that blood-brain barrier. And that's what DHA does because DHA in phospholipid form can cross the blood-brain barrier. And that's really important because not many things can actually cross the blood-brain barrier, but DHA can. So there is another benefit to taking this, even if you are not an ApoE4 carrier. But if you are, then this is even more so important for you to know. Okay, team, let's look at some of the evidence out there. We're going to be doing this by looking at some studies. I'm not going to bore you, but I think it's important for you to know what is the clinical research that's being done to support the evidence that omega-3 fatty acids is good for brain health. I'm going to draw upon two studies. The first one is going to be a rodent study. The second one will be a human clinical study. So this first one I'm going to be speaking about was a study done in mice that investigated the long-term effects of omega-3 fatty acids, specifically EPA and DHA, on microglia. Microglia are brain cells that do not send electrical impulses. You've probably heard of neurons. Neurons are brain cells and they send electrical impulses. Microglial cells don't. They were once thought to be little more than structural support, but it turns out that microglial cells are very important. Okay, they, they play a very important process in the brain's maintenance. So they are responsible for removing waste products and damaged cells and infections. And they really play a role in Alzheimer's disease. So what did this study do? Well, this study, or the researchers looked at two groups. They looked at two groups of old mice. One group received a control diet, and then the other group also received a control diet. However, they added in omega-3 supplements into their diet. And the mice received the supplements from a total for a total of 10 weeks, with the last two of those weeks devoted to long and short-term memory tests. Following the testing period, the researchers studied the brains and intestines of these mice. 
the short and long-term memory of the control mice declined. So the mice that were just having a normal diet, their memory declined. The ones in the omega-3 fatty acid group, their memory did not decline. And as mentioned earlier, omega-3 supplementation is good for lowering inflammation. And that's what they found in this study. What they found was there was a, a decrease in the inflammation in their intestines. Their intestines were less leaky. So the mice who were ingesting omega-3 fatty acids had a less leaky intestine as opposed to the control mice. So one more thing that uh, I noted in this study was the brains of the omega-3 mice. The researchers found that the microglia stayed in good shape, or as the scientists called it, a homeostatic microglial phenotype. So the microglia also kept up a nice and balanced level of phagocytosis. That is just cleaning up of cellular waste and removing pathogens. So all in all, that's really helpful to know. However, I just want to point out that there are some, you know, serious caveats. Of course, mice are not human, so this remains to be confirmed in human. Um, all mice were male, so hello, uh, women have women and men have different hormones, and of course, omega threes can uniquely affect certain aspects of female physiology. So that's also another caveat. Um, I think the sample size was too small. 21 mice in total. That's, you know, a really small sample size. And finally, even in these relatively small groups of mice, there's still quite a bit of variability in the response. I mean, they didn't check genetics, they didn't check microbiome, etc. So that's really great. So we, we looked at a, a mouse um, intervention and study, if you will. Let's look at humans, because I know we're all humans listening to this and we want to know human data. Okay, so moving on, this is probably one of my most favorite studies that has been done. I know you're going to like it too. This was a fairly new study, and it was a jointly funded study by the CDC and the Association of Schools of Public Health. Harvard, this was a Harvard research study. Harvard researchers went out and they, they used a method called comparative risk assessments. And what they found was they found uh, the number of deaths that have occurred are due to 12 different modifiable risk factors. So modifiable meaning that we right now as humans are walking around with 12 modifiable risk factors of death. So things that are modifiable such as exercise, smoking, blood pressure, these things can be modified. If we don't smoke, then we have a lower risk factor in that group. So there's 12 of these different ones. Smoking and high blood pressure, which both have effective interventions, are responsible for the largest number of preventable deaths. Smoking and blood pressure, so they're two of the modifiable risk factors, they are responsible for the largest number of deaths worldwide. Following that is obesity, then it is physical inactivity, and then high salt intake. Here's the interesting thing. 84,000 deaths have been attributable to insufficient omega-3 intake. 
This is slightly higher than 82,000 people who died due to um, trans fatty intake. So it turns out that not getting enough omega-3 from seafood in EPA and DHA form has been identified as a leading uh, has been identified to leading to 84,000 deaths a year. So 84,000 deaths have been attributed to getting low omega-3 intake from food. I think that that is insane, especially because it's a risk fa- a modifiable risk factor. We we can increase our omega-3 fatty acids. So what is the best source of omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA? Well, let's just look at some of the, the, the different ones. Wild fish, especially wild Alaskan salmon, is the best source of omega-3s. So salmon in the wild are naturally eating a diet rich in the precursors to EPA and DHA. The salmon then convert those fatty acids and store them, which we can then eat and utilize in our own body without having to convert it ourselves. It is the most efficient way to get high doses of omega-3 fatty acids and eating wild salmon has numerous other health benefits. However, I must warn against farm salmon due to the way that they've been fed. They they get fed corn and grains and they use axisanthin to fake the naturally red flesh of the wild salmon. In fact, if you really want a, a scary look at this. I recently watched in the last two weeks a documentary called Seaspiracy, and you literally see these people, these fishermen going out and fishing salmon or farming the salmon. The the salmon that we eat from the grocery stores, especially here in America, Whole Foods, and you see them injecting them with dye. It's a really scary, um, a really scary documentary, but uh, you know, go and watch it. Um, Other sources other food sources like this that are really good for you include salmon roe and caviar and other wild fish like sardines and anchovies. So the key takeaway there is eating uh, eating salmon, sardines, anchovies, make sure that they're wild. I don't want the uh, ALA folks to come after me. So ALA is the third part of omega-3 fatty acids and it's the plant source. I didn't want to focus on this, but I just want to say that Plant sources of omega-3s are not as efficient. So many talk about getting omega-3s from plant sources such as walnuts, flax seeds, microalgae. This form of omega-3 fatty acids, as I mentioned, is called ALA. Now, ALA needs to be converted into EPA and DHA. And this process can be very inefficient and very dependent on genetics. So some people can do it much better than others, whereas other people who are ingesting only flax seeds and uh, and walnuts are getting as low as a 5% conversion. Estrogen levels also play a role in that conversion. So relying only on ALA as your primary source of omega-3s will make it difficult to reach the level that is sufficient enough to show the effects that has been studied in research. It's not impossible, it's just a lot harder. So dosages, how much should we be taking to get these effects? Two grams, well that's 
2,000 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids per day in EPA and DHA forms seems to be the magic number. And this is reflected in a variety of different research studies done so far. While many papers recommend four grams, Dr. Bill Harris, who is pretty much the uh, OG in omega-3 research, he states that four grams is not an upper limit. It's just the maximum dose that you could get uh, in terms of cost and compliance. I myself, I take four grams of omega-3s per day. I actually take two grams of EPA and two grams of DHA per day. And I get this in pill form. I take this through, I eat, look, I, I do eat a lot of fatty fish. Um, I do eat sardines. I eat uh, wild caught salmon, but I'm also supplementing. I'm supplementing with two grams. I make sure every single day, even when I'm holidaying, I never skimp out on my omega-3 fatty acids. Now, you can measure your progress. Dr. Bill Harris, as I mentioned above, he's he's incredible. He's got over 300 scientific papers on fatty acids and health, and he's actually developed a blood test. It's called the Omega-3 Index. This measures the long-term levels, and by long-term, I mean uh, around 120 days, of omega-3s in our red blood cells. So this test is used by researchers and by physicians around the country to accurately measure omega-3 levels in the blood and look at how individual levels may affect health and longevity. And one of the most powerful points that he notes from one of his studies was that people with an omega-3 index of 4% or lower had a five-year decreased life expectancy compared to people with an 8% omega-3 index. So when looking at smokers, smokers with low omega-3 levels had a terrible outcome, but smokers with 8% or higher had the same, 8% higher of omega-3 had the same life expectancy as those non-smokers with a 4% omega-3 omega index or lower. That's, that's, scary. Okay. That, that is extremely scary. Um, my current omega-3 index, if anybody is interested, is 15%. But uh, I'm always trying to catch the level of the dolphins, which is 19%. That's right. I'm trying to get my omega-3s up to 19%. Where can you buy these from? Well, you're probably wondering, Louisa, what is the best, most uh, notable brand out there that is high quality supplementation, very cost effective, but something that is also quality in terms of a, a trusted source. You know that you're actually getting omega threes. It's you know that you're not getting a supplement that's laced with uh, other unwanted chemicals. I get all of my supplements from Momentus, and if you guys head on over to livemomentus.com/neuro, you can get fifteen percent off any of the products. But I would highly suggest getting a subscription to the Momentous Omega-3 supplements. Subscription means it'll just come in every month. You can get 15% off by using my code, but that's probably the best and safest way. 